Yes, sir. What up, though? Hey, let me start by humbly welcoming you guys, whoever you guys are, everybody, to the first episode of Bearded Daddy Social Hour. My name is Nico. I'm the host. This is my shit, man. You know what I'm saying? This is the first time. Actually, that's a lie. This is the second time I've I've attempted to do a podcast. This one is my shit, though. I bought the equipment. I've already set up all this shit. I'm doing this. Oh, as a matter of fact, let me get a disclaimer, too. This show is intended for audiences 18 and above. There will be curse words. There will be um, explicit shit on here sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to try to keep it around... Whichever one's uh, the more critical, PG or PG-13. I think PG-13 might be worse. Like, you can watch more or listen to more shit like that. But it's going to be leaning toward R. So, um, I wouldn't let your babies listen to this shit. So, um, anyway. I felt like it was necessary that I start off the the show with that instrumental right there because I don't own the copyrights none of this shit you know what I'm saying you know how people do they they try to get these songs and then the website or the or the um, social media platform whatever it is will just deny that like uh uh-uh, uh brother you don't own that shit you can't have that on there so um, I use the instrumental hopefully I can get away with that but this is my boy man Nipsey Hustle. This is his song, Blue Laces, the second version of it. He had one other version before this. Um, But it's only right that I do that because he's kind of um, the inspiration to this show. He uh, was a cultural icon, and I'm sorry that I'm using his name in past tense. Um, His life was taken way too short, man. He was... um, um, he was a man who was really trying to make a change, man. He was trying to um, bring the community, change the community. He wanted to inspire people to um, go outside of what the narrative is, you know, to, to create your own prosperity and happiness So that's really what I want to do, man. Like, I love talking to people. I love being in conversation. I consider myself a conversationalist, um, but I love talking sports. I love talking um, lifestyle, social issues, whatever, sex, all that stuff. I kind of put that in the bio as far as the show's concerned. Some of the things that we will be covering on this show, um, I'm a sports enthusiast, so that's probably what we'll be leaning more toward on here. But um, after that, man, this is kind of an open forum. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm down to talk about really anything. You know, you can approach me about something or whatever, but I'm down for whatever. Um, I really wanted to thank you guys, man, for for coming on because... um, let me lower this down a little bit because um 
this has been a very, very difficult transition for me. So um, I'm not used to doing stuff like this. I, I mean, some some of my friends and stuff, they'll see me on on Facebook or or um, or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. And I'm just kind of shooting the shit on there. You know, I'll, I'll ride around the beats or or songs or whatever. And but this is different. This is trying to reach an audience that I have no idea. I don't know millions of people. I know hundreds, maybe if that many. So for, to do it on a social, on social media like that is a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit more intimate because I know the people and, and so I don't have to worry about making myself look a fool because they already know I'm a fool. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, man, this is, this was super, super difficult for me just because, um, anytime you're, anytime you're chasing a dream, there's always a form of embarrassment, but the embarrassment is because you think of, you think to yourself, well, you know, I'm going to try to start this, um, but it's going to be small, man. I basically have to be super passionate because I have to make this as if nobody's going to listen to it because that's probably what's going to be like. There's probably going to be like, what, six people maybe listen to this. My brother, my sister, my mom's. A couple of the homies, maybe a couple ladies that um, that I know that are very supportive. Um, but the other thing is, you know, you, when you do something like this, you're like, well, I've never done it before, so I'm probably not going to be good enough. It's probably not going to be what anybody wants. And so that leads you to believe man, this thing is going to be a failure. So people are worried about failing because um, you only know the the feeling of failure rather than what's on the other side of that. Because for every failure, that's basically going to be a learning lesson for you. You're um, That's really how you win is by failing. Because if you don't fail, then you don't know what to improve on. But... Um, my issue was being being fearful of success and it seemed it sounds stupid you know to say man i'm worried about being successful but what happens is the reason you're you're scared of success is now everybody's going to be depending on you. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to be like, hey, what's going on with your uh, podcast? They're going to expect a lot from you. And you don't want to let people down. And so the fear of even doing that makes you reluctant and kind of um, self-sabotaging. You know, it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to start that, man, because I'm telling you, I already know where it's going to head to. It's going to get it's going to get enough listeners to the point where if I slip up and kind of become lackadaisical 
or whatever, and I stopped, that people are going to be like, man, that dude, man, I knew he was going to flake, man. So what I had to do was I had to go back and rewire myself into thinking, listen, this is something that you feel that you're passionate about, bro. You got to knock this shit out, man. You can't be. You can't be fearful of something that you want to achieve. So here I am doing it. Um, people want to know uh, the name, why I came up with um, Bearded Daddy Social Hour. Well, on a lot of my social media, I think Snapchat, Instagram and Twitter, I go by bearded daddy um well number one i have three girls and um anybody who knows my kids knows me by oh yeah you talking about they're the guy with the beard so it just kind of goes hand in hand i'm the bearded daddy plus you know i mean come on I'm daddy. <laughs> no, let me let me quit. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, the show basically is going to be, um, like I said in the beginning, it's going to be a lot of sports, man. A lot of stuff that I like to talk about. Um, and it really is going to come down to, I, I really only cover so many. Number one, I'm a Seattle sports guy. That's my thing. So um, Seahawks, Mariners. Listen, I'm going to say this one, and I bet not get no smoke because I'm very, very sensitive about my shit. And so I'm a Sonics fan, and I don't need no no sideways talk about that. None of that. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're a Sonics fan? Ain't no Sonics. Well, they'll be back, brother or sister. And um, when they do come back, it's going to be it's going to be on and popping. So for now, because I'm, I'm a LeBron James fan, shocking, ah, I ride with the Lakers. I don't say that I'm a Lakers fan. People ask me that. They'll see me in Lakers gear. Like, oh, you a Lakers fan? I'm a LeBron fan. Sorry. I'm like, oh, oh, you one of those. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm one of those. So I've been a Cavs supporter. I've been a Heat supporter. I've been a Cavs supporter. And now I'm a Lakers supporter. So, um, yeah. So I'm a Seattle guy all day. But, um, I ride with the Lakers only because of LeBron. Um, so, but football, NFL is definitely on the agenda. NBA, once it starts getting going and, or, um, you know, big news comes up about it, then I'll, I'll chat about that. Um, baseball, like I said, I'm a Mariners fan. So that's pretty much the extent of the baseball I'll talk about. I mean, it, the playoffs and stuff are coming up and because it'll be something that's trending, um, I'll, I'll cover that kind of stuff. Um, a little bit of college. I'm not too crazy about college sports. 
I mean, I know a lot of people who are, they're die hard because, you know, with that is the kids and, and the passion or whatever. But for that, it, you have to be passionate about that school, really. I mean, unless you're just one of these people who kind of like um, bandwagon, like you'll see a team win a lot of championships or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I think I'll pick them because uh, they're a winning program. And so I can go with that. Um, but if I do co- cover college, um, I'm a Husky guy only because of location. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I kind of go with the volunteers too. Um, yeah. And then that's it. Basket college basketball. I, I like, um, but usually I like it obviously around the, the tournament times, whether it be for conferences or the big dance. Um, so once that starts coming up, I'll cover that. But um, yeah, that's really it, man. You know, and then um, as far as sports are concerned, um, but then also I'm going to try to do a separate day where I talk about other things, maybe lifestyle things, social issues, um, I think I said on there sex, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, do like, um, a radio porn or nothing like that, but you know, just stuff that, um, people, um, would like to hear about or th- topics that aren't necessarily covered in a, um, an open forum so people don't talk about them too much out in the open maybe it's something that me because i have no i'm an outspoken person and i will talk about anything you know what i'm saying and i'll try to keep it as pg as possible but usually if i'm talking about something i'm pretty passionate about it so you know things are going to be said on here I don't, I don't want to rub the people the wrong way, but I do want to rub people, if that makes any sense. That's not, I'm, I'm not being, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we'll just see how it goes, man. And um, like I said, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and getting with me with it. So um, I'm going to start by kind of, just talking about stuff that's going on right now, I guess, as far as like uh, the NFL, because it, it's just started it, week three, just got over on Monday um, with the Bears smashing the, the Redskins. But um, they're one of the, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine teams that are undefeated right now. No, 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 no. The Bears aren't undefeated. Come on. Eight teams that are undefeated. Um, the Lions being undefeated, they're 2-0-1. Oh, they got a tie with Arizona earlier this year. I think the first week of the year or first week of the season. Um, obviously, you got the Patriots cheating asses. Hey, what? Am I lying? Am I lying? These motherfuckers be cheating, bro. Anyway, um, you got the Packers three and zero. 
That's crazy because they got a whole they had this whole little issue with um they got a brand new coach that came in. They're talking about he's some kind of offensive genius. I've seen no offensive genius plays being ran yet. They're winning, but it's because of that defense. That defense, they kind of paid for that defense, I think. I think they brought in two new defensive ends and some other help. But um they got Aaron Rodgers over there like he's a game manager. Like the guy don't like he's calling plays like I don't want you to mess this up. I'll let the defense do it. And then say, for example, they play the Chiefs or something where there's another high powered offense and they go at it. Well, at least now I know I have Aaron Rodgers in my back pocket, not just running the ball, throwing these little dinky routes downfield or whatever. Um, if we get points scored on us, I know I have a weapon that I can unleash. So um, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you got the Cowboys. They're undefeated. Their schedule hasn't been very tough, but, you know, they got a lot of issues going on in their team, but it's it's working out. This is probably the best season, at least, you know, it's early, but it's the best coaching job I've seen Jason Garrett do maintaining all these issues as far as Ezekiel holding out for a while um, with his contract situation, Dak Prescott looking for a new um, contract. This dude crazy talking about he want like 40 million a year. Like, bro, you're good, but come on now. Let's be a little serious. And then, you know, he's playing well right now. So he's kind of helping his argument a little bit, but, that don't matter. Like you're good, but you're not forty millions, forty million dollars a year. Good. Like, I don't think you're where Russell's at. You have one playoff win. That's that ain't gonna do it. Like you gotta, you can sign a shorter deal. Tell him to give you like uh, three years, thirty million per. You go through those three years and show out. Now you can start looking to a bigger deal because it really doesn't matter. The next team up that I'm going to talk about right now, their quarterback, the Chiefs, they just beat the Ravens. Now, it's the score was 33-28, but it wasn't that close. Like They came back a little bit, but it was more like um, – kind of garbage stuff or whatever and they really messed their game up but not worse than my Seahawks that we'll talk about later but um no Patrick Mahomes come on man this dude (laughs) Houdini this guy is gonna get paid man oh my god he's gonna get paid He's going to get like 50 million a year. They're going to sign him six years, 300 million. He's going to get like a baseball contract because this dude is unbelievable, man. Like, bruh, he's throwing sidearm passes, no look passes. He's throwing them underhand. He's throwing them, he's punting them to people with his feet. He's doing the most, just like, brother. How are you this good? And it's so funny because, you know, he came off last year. He won the MVP. He threw 50 touchdowns. He came back this year. People were like, okay, he had a good year last year. He's not going to duplicate that this year. Man, come on, man. This dude is on fire. But um, 
Moving on. You got the Bills at 3-0. That's crazy. Second year quarterback. Kind of a lot of unknowns at the wide receiver spot. You just get you got rid of um LaShawn McCoy, who went over to the Chiefs, and this dude's getting busy. Um but you had this uh, backup kid. He looks like he's going to be pretty good, but I think he got injured or something. And so, but I think he's back now. But um, I even had him on my fantasy team, but I had to let that guy go because he wasn't doing anything. But somebody's doing something over there because they're three and zero. I mean, it's early in the season, but hey, you got a better record than half the league. More than half. That's shit. You got eight teams, thirty-two teams, so you're in the top twenty-five percent. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I didn't get your percentage right, bro. Um, 49ers, they're three and zero. That's scary. Rams, three and zero. Huh. And they're all in my division, in the Seahawks division. Excuse me. In my division, I ain't doing shit. But the Rams, they beat um, they beat the Browns. The Browns, bruh, did they try to crown them at the beginning of the year? It was like Super Bowl, right? Now, it's early. It's early. I know it's early, but I don't see it yet. And you better be careful because I'm going to tell you who looks real for real is – uh. Baltimore. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs, but that's their only loss. That defense is real. And their offense with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram at the tailback. Man, them boys is not ice. They got Antonio Brown, crazy-ass nephew on the team, too. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's something special. But uh, yeah, so those two guys in in my, in uh, in the West Seattle's division, and they're three and zero. I mean, we're two and one, but um, it's kind of early for us too. I mean, we haven't played no teams that are. I mean, you play two teams that aren't very good right now, Cincinnati and and Pittsburgh. You squeak by those two teams. And then you play a team that that did have Super Bowl aspirations. I mean, I don't know um, how confident that's looking now, but uh, if they can just keep it together until Drew gets back in like six weeks, hey, they might still be the truth. But it's man, that shit suck, man. That shit suck. First of all. You come into the crib, okay? At CenturyLink, we don't lose, especially in, in September. I'm talking about this is under Pete Carroll. September, we don't lose at the house. It's the first one in Pete Carroll's tenure. So, you know, I guess all records are meant to be broken. They had a nice little run. But that shit's over. Um, that was kind of a difficult game to watch for me. It was um, 
difficult because at the beginning, I guess um, they were tossing the ball around pregame or something. Pete Carroll runs out. He gets smacked in the damn eye socket or right on the bridge of his nose with the football, has to get stitches and shit. I don't think they put this dude through the concussion protocol because I am telling you, the way that game was called, it honestly looked like he had a concussion. I'm not even playing. Like, bruh, you letting him drive down the field in the first half? We got two timeouts. You don't burn none of them? None of them. God damn. We had opportunity to put points on the board. We didn't do it. We get into the half. We're down 20 to 7. They get the ball. Second half. They come out. They go up 27 to 27 to 7. It's getting out of hand now. Oh, man. Tough. But anyway. Um, this week is over and we're on to Arizona now. And the good thing about that is they're still trying to find their identity and hopefully not by week four, they find it because that offense looks like it's going to be pretty good. I mean, I don't know how, how well it's going to do for, um, for his longevity because, you know, we've seen coaches come into uh, the NFL from college, bring their system like Chip Kelly or whatever. It's successful. I think Chip Kelly's was successful for about a year and a half, almost two years. And then you have the best defensive coordinators in the world in the NFL. They're going to game plan for that shit. That's just, they're going to stop all that, bro. You coming in here trying to spread people out and run this and run that and try to dump it over the top. Man, we got world-class athletes over here chasing all that shit down. You're not about to just take advantage of some freshman who just got out of playing high school football and you're trying to take advantage of them. No, that's not how it happens. Everybody on the field got skilled, bro. So we'll see. Um, their defense is a little um, it's a little shaky. I think it's uh, probably it's one of the worst um, rush defenses in the league. Now, um, Seattle has been trying to find their running game. That's basically what they've um, made their identity out to be. Um, the first three weeks, it hasn't been great. Um, against the Steelers, I think we did pretty well. Um, the first game of the year, Cincinnati, they came with a game plan over the course of the whole offseason. They were like, we got to get this first game. First game, we're going to run a 5-2. 5-2 for anybody who doesn't know is five down linemen. So typically you'll look at it, for example, the Seahawks. If you see our defensive line, we usually have four guys on the line, um, two DNs and two D tackles. Well, what, what Cincinnati was doing was running a five-man line. So basically what happens is now you're man-to-man with the offensive linemen. And so now when they block them, whatever hole kind of opens up, gets filled by a linebacker because everybody's jammed up already. There's nobody else to block them. The only thing left to do is make the tackle on the, on the running back. 
So they came with a good game plan. You know, they tried to shut that down, but Russell took over and got us back into the game. We um, went on to win that one. Um, same thing with um, Pittsburgh. We were playing them. They ended up getting their boy Roethlisberger hurt. Uh, he's done for the year. I think he had Tommy John surgery. Like, I, when I first saw it, like him shaking his arm and shit, I was like, um, bro, that should look like a Tommy John issue. And But I haven't heard anything about it. I heard he had the surgery on his elbow. I haven't heard that it was a Tommy John surgery, so I'm not for sure. But I would guess that that's what it is, especially when they say he's going to be out for at least a year. Um, but yeah, so, um, but we got our running game started in that a little bit. Um, we put them once we got back and played, um, new Orleans, the running game, I'm going to say wasn't open. It was, there were spurts where, you know, uh, Chris Carson would get, would break for a big run or whatever, but this has been three weeks in a row. This guy's putting the ball on the turf, and Pete does not go for that. Pete is about taking the ball away, not giving the ball away. Both. So it's that's critical to the success of the team. Um, what's also critical is that we play all three phases. So you got Russell out there doing his thing. And as I listen to other 